since we're mm-hmm. already recording, do we want to give out some? I'm after going through some training on licensing and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put this out there for both of us. Just okay. Saying, this does not qualify as therapeutic, like uh, counsel or anything like that. Like you guys are not our clients. This is not therapy, so we can't. Um, we'll just put it that way. Right. So this is not therapy. We are not licensed to give you therapy over a podcast. Yes, um, that's not it, possible. I don't think we are giving you guys some information about these topics. And sometimes we have information like that has been evidence-based to support a particular type of treatment. Um, <clears throat> again, we are not, you know, giving you the full treatment, right? We're not doing that we're letting you know that this is available ask your resources if you have like if you can do it yes and we will share some resources so that's the caveat um also trigger warning for anybody said like hella trigger warning um anybody several several, anybody sensitive to like sexual abuse um, child sexual abuse violence um topics about suicide self-harm anything like that um, this is your trigger warning. So, super sensitive content. Mature audiences advised, like yeah. only mature audiences only for this episode. Yes. So, so if you're letting your kids listen to this, don't be. Don't. This episode is not. It ain't for the kids, bro. But if this applies to your kids, and they need help, sure. There you go. And as an adult, you can help to make sense of that and you can help get treatment in the way that you understand to be the most effective because it is case by case. Yes. So jumping into our sources, we have, we're only yesterday by the way. Oh yeah. Only yesterday. What's good. What's good. I'm, I'm Adam and Tony and we got sources. Yes. Um, so DSM five, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, um, being me with OCD by Allison Dotson. When religion and obsessive compulsive disorder collide, treating scrupulosity in ultra orthodox Jews by Jonathan D. Huppert, Jedediah Siev, and Elisa S. Kushner, and then the man who couldn't stop by David Adams or David Adam, Adam, yes, <clears throat> David Adam, yes, yeah. So let's um let's freaking get right into it, man. Uh, so what is obsessive compulsive disorder? I found it pretty. Pretty cheeky uh, definition. Uh, did you want to go, or do you want me to do it this time? I could, or you could go. I, I want to do it this time. You did the shame one, bro. You, like, okay. impromptu. <laughs> and it was great, though. I love it. Okay, okay. Uh, so, <clears throat> OCD is a disorder in which individuals experience intrusive or unwanted thoughts, images, or impulses that cause anxiety or obsessions, and engage in repetitive behaviors or thoughts that provide temporary relief from the anxiety like rituals or compulsions. Um, These obsessions are not simply just exaggerated worries about reality. Rather, they are phobia-esque reactions to thoughts, images, or impulses. So, like, it's that intense of a a thought, right? Yes. So, yeah, not just some irrational, exaggerated, but like, no, it's for real. And it feels like psychosis at times to some people, Mm -hmm. but it's more neurosis, so. Right, right. What are some... um, Some misconceptions we've got around OCD. I mean, there's a a shit ton. Yeah. So there's some famous media portrayals, and there's probably more. I just couldn't really remember all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, cultural misconceptions. So, um, <clears throat> hell yeah. What we got for um, some cultural mis- misconceptions of OCD? Because again, there's yeah. a 
fuck ton. Yes. There's a lot. Um, so Monk, he is a detective on TV. Oh, the show, Monk. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen it, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, him. That is a misconception because, one, people with OCD aren't childlike mm-hmm. like that. Right. Um, and then also, he would, if anything, he would have OCPD, which is personality disorder. Hmm. Meaning, the only thing causing him distress was that people weren't doing what he wanted. Rather, like the world not being his way, rather than things scaring him. Like, you know, right, like, right. especially with how he makes other people do the obsessions and compulsions along with him. So mm. that's why that's a misconception. Okay. Yeah, so, well, it's a very good thing to delineate. Yeah. And cleaning is part of it, but the way it's portrayed is just not right. And then have you seen As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson? I don't think so. Or if I have, I don't remember. It's It doesn't age well. Like It's, it's pretty <laughs> it racist. Age- and okay. Like in the first few minutes. Like Oh, wow. Just opens up with it. He throws, he, he complains to the manager at a restaurant that Jewish people are sitting in his seats. Oh, okay. so he gets yeah, kicked out. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Don't be racist. And then there's a lot more. But anyway. Or intolerant, I think. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That too. Um, he basically in that one, he was, uh, what is it? Yeah, he just, he counted things a lot, which is, counting is one of them. But the way it was portrayed is that it made it look like he just wanted to be tidy and stuff. Hmm. So. Oh, so when people are like, oh, freaking. I have OCD. I like have OCD. A, I need to have that picture frame. You know, it's not. It's not yeah, cool. that's not accurate at all. Hmm. Like, it's just not. Right, right. So, um, And I'm sure I'll, I'll amend that. I'll say, you know, I'm sure that there's at least one person walking the face of this earth who's experiencing OCD, like who has that, you know, that, those thoughts, right? Yes. But. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't blanket statement, right? Yes. Like not everyone with OCD is like that. So, like you, like you said, I'll back you up here. Um, basically, you're not anxious because, like, the pictures like necessarily crooked. Mm-hmm. It's like you're anxious because of the meaning associated with that picture being crooked. So you could be afraid that if that picture is crooked, then I don't know, something will happen in the world. Like you're superstitious, basically. Mm. Like that or you're it causes you like the pathology of it which i put on our notes um is basically like you're afraid of something happening because of you have that thought right so it's magical thinking kind of like um that sounds terrifying yeah so like if it was so some some cleaning things are happening but it's like you're afraid that if the carpet's placed wrong like your loved one will trip and fall and get hurt right okay, okay so that's why they clean so the pathology of it's just all wrong in the media that they just like having things clean because hmm. i i yeah no yeah no you're good you're good yeah. and so like there's yeah so they're just like okay if there's something wrong with this picture frame then that means that something else may happen right there's something wrong somewhere else so i have to make sure that and so like yeah. there's like the whole yeah it's a whole like, layer okay i'll give you a really bizarre one yeah this picture frames off so that means that when somebody walks in the door, they'll think, oh, this person's really sloppy. They must not like me. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Your thoughts, you're having irrational thoughts that like either the thoughts or obsessions are causing other events. Mm-hmm. This is magical thinking. So it's tiring. I'd imagine. Yeah, I, I bet. So um, like we talked a little bit about, it's the presence of all these things, you know, obsessions mm-hmm. are intrusive thoughts. Um, compulsions are, 
you're kind of forced to do things like rituals or whatever. Okay. And that's a, that's a good distinction to make. Yeah. So obsessions or obsessions are the intrusive thoughts and the compulsions yes. are the, the behaviors that we exhibit from these thoughts. Yes. Yes. And so here's a metaphor I found in, online. Um, so imagine the mind is kind of like a warehouse, like UPS or FedEx, mm-hmm. you know, and it sorts packages, which are the forms of thoughts. And then something like nine 11 happens, right? shuts down like what you can ship. You have to weigh it. You have to make sure there's not liquids over a certain ounceage or whatever you have mm-hmm. to. So it shuts down everything you got to do, right? Completely changes the protocol. Yes. And so that's kind of how the mind works is when either it's a trauma response or it's just genetic, your mind is telling you that there's a threat mm-hmm. basically. And so after a while, like a normal company, so let's say it's trauma. A normal company would return to normal. Right, right. Right. After a while, the trauma heals. Um, but sometimes there's like massive threats that change, like companies everywhere permanently, you know? Yeah, like bomb threats. Yeah. And so from then on, every future company would have to evolve around those limitations. Mm-hmm. You know? And so after a while, the mind would perceive everything as a threat and scan for everything. So basically, that I think that the brain, like with OCD, evolved this way over time to treat potential dangers, you know. And then some people had certain genes that keep getting carried on, you know. Wow. Treat, so it's evolutionary. Whoa. Okay. So, that's, so yeah. yeah the, the it sounds like the brain on trauma, right? So now when we talked yeah. about trauma, when we said, hey, you know, like I am now conditioned to this response whenever something, you know, stressful or traumatic happens. Yeah. But instead of just being like a traumatic, you know, response, this is your brain all the time. Yeah. Genetically. Like there's nothing you yeah. can do about it. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. So it's like that. It's like a factory, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, some of the thoughts, they get backed up. Right, right. You know? And so that's kind of how the mind of somebody with OCD works. Hmm. So Interesting. Yeah. And so there's a lot of different types because the mind is a broad place and it's just infinite mm-hmm. you know, possibilities. So you can have OCD about anything. Absolutely. The most common types, though, are contamination and watching, um, doubting and checking, ordering, arranging, and then taboo thoughts. Yes. And so that's like scrupulosity, which is basically moral or immoral thoughts that make you feel like a bad person. Mm. Even even outside of religious context, just a bad person. So Right, right. Um so we we've already talked a little bit about ordering, arranging, doubting, contamination, mm-hmm. OCD, um and then we haven't talked about taboo thoughts. Right. So we we I say we touched on ordering, arranging, Okay. Doubting, checking. Let's let's get a little bit further into like let's say like contaminating and washing, right? Like so, we have people who I I literally know someone whose hands are like crazy, like dry rubbed raw because yeah they have like this this phobia of like being sick or like constantly getting germs or whatever, and so they're always washing their hands all the time, and I feel like I can understand the you know the the desire to want to be clean, right? The desire to not want to bring, you know, something that's detrimental into your life, but to the point that it becomes, you know, this obsessive type, like this obsessive thought becomes a compulsion, washing one's hands so often. Um, as long as it's not, you know, 
to that person's detriment, like in a in an overall sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like as long as they don't have to freaking like get surgery on their hands because it's like fucking down to the bone or something, right? Uh -huh. Like if as long as you're just keeping yourself clean, like I can understand like that thought process. But again, you know, things in excess are it, dangerous. It, yeah, I was gonna say it takes up so much time that it causes anguish. Like yeah. it could take up so much time that you get fired from your job or because mm -hmm. it has the criteria i think it has to be like an hour or more a day oh that's right now we're back to the dsm yeah okay so it has right. to be it has to cause shit it has to cause significant distress word um in your life and disrupt your life and your relationships hmm. so that's why i say anything can be an ocd behavior absolutely hell i mean yeah anything can be like mental illness when we yeah. get to it but and then the next one doubting and checking um, this can, this is very broad. So this, this isn't just like checking to see if the doors are locked or checking to see if you are like safe or not, you know, that's part of it. Mm -hmm. This is also part of checking mentally to see like, did I do this in the past? Like, did I hurt somebody in the past on accident and did, or was that, per, was that bump in the road, a person that I ran over kind of thing? You know mm -hmm. how you have those fleeting thoughts? Yeah, yeah. It's those thoughts sticking. Ooh. So That's rough. Imagine all the random thoughts you have. They're like, that was scary. Why did I think that? Mm -hmm. And it just passed. Imagine if that stuck and like you worried about that for a week. I mean, I personally have suffered with intrusive thoughts, so I can imagine that. <laughs> exactly. See? <laughs> but um, yeah, but it, imagine it's, rough, it's hard. Imagine your brain just being wired about that. Like, for sure. That way. Yeah, it's... it's it's time consuming, right? It's yeah. like I said, it's draining. It's, it takes your yeah. energy. It really does. And so when you said checking too, cause it, and I know this is more like the, um, you know, superficial, someone says like, Oh, I tap the doorknob 17 times or whatever before I leave the house or whatever. But I looked up again, like famous cases of people with OCD and Howard Stern is one of these people based on what I saw. Okay. I'm not fucking allegedly. Okay. And so, and again, allegedly based on what I read, he, you know, taps his um, his radio dial or radio knob, whatever, however many times before he, you know, gets his shit together. And I think that that's, you know, this perhaps is it like, okay, does it still work? Like maybe if I tap it however many times and it doesn't break, everything's good to go. Or is it like, I don't know. I wonder what the thought process is behind, behind that, that if we're going into this anxiety, like, right? If we okay. say, yeah, I don't know. I think about that. So my grandfather had OCD really bad mm -hmm. and he would check the... I think it's the stove over and over and over at night. Like, wow. yeah. So he would just be up checking. He'd go back and go back and go back. <sighs> so his fear process was that if he, he didn't do that, something bad would happen. So it's that right, moral right. responsibility. <sighs> so with Howard Stern, I don't know what his motivation is. Maybe it's, Oh, if I don't do this, maybe I'll have a bad show hmm. or maybe I have to do this so I can make sure that everything's working hmm. because I could fail and get fired. I don't know. And again, this is alleged. I didn't Allegedly. Talk, I didn't talk to Howard Stern myself and you know, ask him this. But yeah. this is again just what I read and it's relevant to the But the also content. he he's he's a public figure, so it's not yep. Yeah, it's we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> just, it's, he's a public it's, figure, so it's relevant to the content. Yes. Um you don't have to say allegedly because he talked about it. Okay, great. Sure. I believe it. Yeah. Yo, fucking hey. Got all sorts of shit, man. Yo, so you know, ordering and arranging, right? We, we talked about this yeah. before, you know, like if this isn't looking right, you know, someone might think we're terrible. And so 
bro taboo thoughts like that's another one um, Ooh, this sure. one's yeah, yeah, go ahead bro i'm yeah. sure you've got some notes on it so all of these taboo thoughts is like having scary thoughts like you know when you're sleeping at night and you're just you're up a little bit and thoughts pass through your head mm-hmm. they're just weird like yeah, yeah. what if i'm gay like sorry that's a lot of people have that like yeah, I will say right, that. Like, so people who are homophobic. People right? are homophobic or re- or religious. Okay. You know, what if I'm gay? Mm-hmm. Like in the office, Andy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He thought he would, like, they have that, mm-hmm. and then it passes, you know? Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with being gay, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. Um, it's just, it's, it's just, just a thing. It's a thought that was scary to that person, right? Yeah. So if, if, let's say, a gay person, right? They're like, yo, yeah. what, what if, if I'm straight? I'm straight? <laughs> what if I'm hetero? <gasps> You know, what yeah, I'm saying? That, like, could have, that actually that could, I've met people that had had this type of OCD. Sure. So that could happen the yeah. other way. So, and even let's not even so let's let's take it another step further, bro. Because me personally, yeah. Here we go. Several trigger warnings. Okay. Let me just say. Let me state on the record right now. It's about to sound bizarre, but trust and believe it's relevant to what I'm about to say afterward. Okay. okay? I do not condone having sex with animals. Okay. Good. Let me just say that out like up top, up front. However, I do understand that there are people who do engage in zoophilia, right? I also understand there are people who are furries, right? Who are like, hey, I don't want to have sex specifically with an animal, but if you dress up as an animal, I'll have sex with you, right? Yeah. And so, like the that like when we delve into taboo, right? Like I I try not to kink shame. You know what I'm saying? I understand that people are attracted to what they're attracted to. However. There are very there are certain things that are just like you just can't do like and and again then we delve into taboo right what is things that we forbidden thoughts these things that you shouldn't do or you shouldn't yeah, think of I understand that there's things that people are attracted to that might be different and difficult and those people right having those particular types of taboo thoughts now multiply that with anxiety and OCD yeah right like holy cow that must be super difficult yeah that sounds shitty. It sounds rough, bro. Yeah. yeah. You're right, man. You're right. We're moving on to um, kind of living with OCD. Um, so ego dystonic thoughts. Mm. So when I say that, what do you have you heard of that term before? Not before today when I started reading up for the episode. Okay. So ego dystonic is kind of out of touch with your ego. Hmm. Meaning okay. the, out of touch with your morals or values or what you want, right? So it's, you're having these thoughts that are going against what you want to think. Okay. Yes. I've had some of these thoughts, for sure. Everybody has them. Okay, great. But like I said, the factory gets backed up with people with OCD. Mm. So you're able to like kind of, you don't have OCD, so you're able to kind of just process and, you know, the thought passes and, and, and it gets it comes, put in it gets put in the garbage or whatever right it, it, so it, it gets put up on a shelf right and then sometimes you know something happens oh it falls out but then like, like you're saying people with ocd like that shit's the big package that's the one that's backing up everything yeah bro. exactly yeah exactly and so with ego dystonic thoughts um they violate your morals and values and then because they do this you perform rituals or compulsions so meaning not like satanic rituals or religious rituals, but like like mental rituals or physical ones, you know? So I'm so scared that I might be gay that I'm going to beat up a gay person. I mean, OCD can do a lot of things. Sure. 
It could be, but I, I'd say from what I've seen more common is I'm so scared that I'm gay that I'm going to look away every time I see a man. Oh, okay. So it's, it's not so much That's hate driven. It's more like, you know, the, no, it's not hate driven. Okay, great. It's, it's the, you don't have to be homophobic to have HOCD. Right. I was, it was just yeah. an example of, but yeah, but apparently it was a wrong example because it's not accurate enough. Well, ego. So that's ego dystonic. Mm-hmm. So like you value gay people so much that you're afraid to have those thoughts about them. Okay. Or you value not being gay so much that you start having those thoughts. Hmm. Okay. So it, basically it goes against what you want. Right, right, right. It can it's go a, either way. That's so why I wasn't, you know, just specifically like yeah. naming people with OCD who are having ego dystonic thoughts. So just yeah. Like, yeah. As a, as a <clears throat> segue in there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so the individual doesn't want to have these thoughts, like we said, but they can't control them. Hmm. And then the thoughts become more intrusive and the person actually believes they are dangerous. So this leads to shame, isolation. It can lead to suicide, but it also it leads to further thoughts like this. Hmm. Right. So yep. the intrusive thoughts, you start having thoughts and you think that they're your own. And so you think that you're dangerous. Okay. And yeah. that, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you made that distinction too, because yeah. many people I'd imagine have struggled with intrusive thoughts and, yeah. you know, like the sake of example, bro, like I'll be outside, right? Like, damn, what would happen if I just, threw a rock at that bird you know what i'm saying but like i don't do it but it's just like it's one of those thoughts like okay that's that's not a good thought it's yeah it goes against what i believe is you know you know so and so on but it exists and so to be like you then be like fuck man like why did i think that like am i the worst person ever or you know like you again you you introspect you and then if you had ocd your ritual would be looking it up on google or Hmm. stuff like that or asking a friend for reassurance that's a big one right so trigger warning here for basically everything for like the whole episode like I'm not the playing. whole <laughs> alphabet of like trigger warnings because we got sexual violence um child sexual abuse we've got um sexual assault we've got violence murder suicide we might just have to leave out the child sexual abuse bro like maybe we love the kids bro let, let me just say like leave the kids alone like don't touch the like kids. let them fucking learn how to deal with this world without us like forcing our adult immoralities on children bro leave the fucking kids alone period yeah like stop yeah so ocd is broad and so that anything it's anything that goes against cultural norms is considered taboo hmm. so this is kind of some silly stuff but if you showed up with an iPhone to work in the 1970s, they would think you were a Russian spy. <laughs> Yo, that's, a, that's an interesting thought exercise. Never yeah. thought about that. So Fred Flintstone slept in the same bed as his wife on TV, and that was considered a scandal. Wait, what? The, is, is this true? Were, this is true. The first cartoon. Yeah, I, I, I scene, watched the fucking Flintstones. Yeah. Or, but back at the time, that was the first time it had ever been depicted on TV. Wow. That was a scandal. A, sca- a whole scandal. Couples were usually shown depicted in different beds. Hmm. Yeah. Wait. Oh. When did? The- okay. Interesting. So I'll get to that. Do some more research. And then it was unprecedented that gay people in the United States could be married until the 2010s. Like, was it 2015? 
Yep, I remember, bro. I remember that. It was yeah, it was like early 2010s. Yeah, um, I distinctly remember that happening. That's insane. So that's kind of a, putting it in perspective of what we're talking about. Um, so some of the topics, and I will mention. The, Get it? Let's go. Yeah. So pedophilia. I won't go too much into that. It's pretty self-explanatory. Right, pretty self-explanatory. Self-harm, blasphemy or religiosity, homosexuality, ho- harming others, suicide, magical thinking, moral scrupulosity, relationship OCD, hygiene, diseases, health concerns, environmentalism, existentialism, body dysmorphia, and many, many other topics. Yo. Could be taboo. So let us delve into the world of the taboo for just a moment yes for just a a millisecond yes because again this is this is a show regarding the social sciences okay so i've seen i'm not going to tell you the websites you guys can freaking find it yourself if you're really that interested but i have been on websites that again several trigger warnings sensitive content it's about to trigger warning okay seen websites where people are like literally being like dismembered and put into vats of acid to be dissolved like in the woods dog so i'm seeing videos of like i could go further but i don't think we want to get too deep no like okay people committing suicide by standing on trains and like grabbing the freaking the electrical thing like like big ass fucking so what I'm saying is there's many different types of things that are going on in this world that we just simply do not talk about because it's scary. It's, you know, terrifying. It's, it's, it's quote unquote, it's wrong, right? Like, or whatever the case, but that doesn't stop them from happening. And so if we shield ourselves to the point that, you know, we say, oh, this doesn't happen. It, ooh, not around here. Ooh. When you see that shit in real life, you're freeze, bro. You have no idea what the fuck to do. Yeah. So I'm not saying like desensitize oneself, but I'm saying that there's a lot of shit out here is happening. So be mindful of that. Wow. I don't know how to come back from that. <laughs> you don't have to come back. We just move on. Okay. Just <laughs> moving on. The factory's working as usual, so. Factory's working as usual. <laughs> all, you horrified, <laughs> all you horrified workers can get back to, we have workers comp for this. We can get you some therapy. Get back to work. Okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, so these thoughts, like, like you said, um, they cause, so OCD uses whatever's relevant to a person. Mm-hmm. So people with more, this is in the research. People with more rigid religious or moral beliefs it doesn't necessarily have to be religious because people, for example, in China have pretty strict moral code that they have to follow, but yeah. it's not religious. Right. You know? Absolutely. So these people tend to have worse OCD. The ones who are not religious based. Or that the ones are. Who are. Sheesh. Okay. Anybody who has a strict religious moral code or just a moral code, mm-hmm. whether it's cultural or religious. So, okay. Um, because more things are considered forbidden. Yeah, that's true. So somebody who is religious, they they might not hate gay people, but because their religion tells them like it's wrong to be gay or whatever, they might have they might think they're gay. Sure. And I'll put it this way. 
this is another distinction with OCD is there are things that you take for granted mm-hmm. about yourself that like, like you don't have, I don't have to ask like, wake up in the morning. Am I Brown? You know, <laughs> like you, I, I just am Brown. Like I wake up every morning and I know I'm black. Yeah, exactly. Or for me, I like women. Mm-hmm. There it is. I wake up in the morning and I still like women. I've like, have you ever, have you ever like woken up and been like, wait, I like women. Wait, like you might have, but most people don't take, you know, mm. so people who like actual serial killers or rapists or whatever, that's part of their identity. Mm-hmm. Those thoughts, they don't cause the same distress as somebody with OCD. Right. They like those thoughts, you know, right. they those welcome are, them. Yes. Those are the intrusive thoughts that have the, you know, the red carpet, like, please come in. Yeah. It's part of their identity. Yeah. And so that's the big difference is that people with OCD are afraid of them. Oh, okay. But people without OCD that are actually those things. Yeah. That's part of their identity. They like them. That's a good distinction too. I'm, I'm hella glad you said that dude, Yeah. because I know many people right now who like, I'll, I'll leave this like the other day I fucking on Facebook, I put up something like I, it was regarding a taboo subject and it said, Hey, do not misconstrue. Do not, you know, do not misconstrue what I'm about to say. However, understand these cultural differences when it comes to this particular topic. I got damn near crucified, bro. Like by my, like, it was it was rough. But they made you black, Jesus. They, they, they damn near, bro. And so I say that to say, when we discuss these topics, like we we must be mindful that again, um, people who have OCD or people who are struggling with these thoughts not someone not someone who is comfortable, happy having these thoughts, wanting to engage in them all the time. No, someone who is struggling with these thoughts very likely are not the person that they're thinking like they're not this thing that they're concerned about. Right. Does that make sense? I'm glad people are concerned. Like it's a good thing that they're concerned that they're Ted Bundy or not, because Mm -hmm. they're not going to be Ted Bundy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if if you're wondering, am I like, am I a, am I a serial killer? Like if you have to wonder, then you're not a serial killer. You're probably not. I mean, unless you've actually killed people, like then that's a, that's another, but again, you probably wouldn't be wondering these things. You're like, yo, yes, I have killed people. Yes, I'm comfortable with this podcast. If you've killed somebody, I'm just sure. I I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, then we get into cultural nuance, but okay, true, moving true. On. There's certain, <laughs> I won't justify murder on the podcast, but I, sure. I understand what you're saying. Um, no, what I'm saying is like, yeah, the Ted Bundy, the only thing he was worried about was getting caught. Hmm. He, he liked having the thoughts of necrophilia or whatever, but people have intrusive thoughts of necrophilia and it scares them. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a that, good thing that you're scared of these things, you know? Yeah. And so I think that there's, okay, <clears throat> regarding taboo topics and intrusive thoughts. Okay. Taboo topics, there is some value in exploring some taboo subjects in your own thought process and done respect of, respectfully without malice. Okay. So I will say this too. For education purposes, if this helps you get help from OCD and keeps you alive mm-hmm. rather than dying, like killing yourself and thinking you're a bad person, mm-hmm. I'd rather take that and educate people. Right. Rather you know? educate people. Than- so we got to take that risk because if we le- leave this on the plate, you know, so to speak, and we just don't talk about it, 
and somebody's life is worse because we could have talked about it. I, I can't live with that. Yeah, Fuck that. Yeah, it's rough, yeah. bro. So that's why we're talking about this. And this is why we're getting graphic. Hmm. We don't do it for levity. We do it for educational purposes. Yo, we do it because you fucking need to hear it. We 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 gotta go we gotta carry our listeners on our backs like a wise monk <laughs> like a wise up the monk. mountains. Yes. Up the mountains of to enlightenment. Yo, and we're slowly gonna get there. Yes. This is what, episode eleven? Twelve? <laughs> I don't I can't remember. So anyway, because those things are considered forbidden, you know, mm-hmm. um, like a religious person, they might have blasphemous thoughts, like worrying that they're going to hell. Right. Um, somebody might have like thoughts that they're going to hurt people because they're having violent thoughts, you know? Mm. Um, so they might think that they're a serial killer, hmm. you know? Okay. Those kind of things. Um, so some famous examples, like from history that were in this book I read. Um, so Martin Luther, do you know who that is? Like the spiritual, like the religious Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King Jr. No, but Martin yeah, Luther, the, like the, the original. Yeah, OG. OG, OG Martin Luther, OG Martin Luther. Okay, so he's said to have religious OCD. Um, and one story, he stepped on some twigs that were shaped like a cross, and he spent like ten years agonizing over going to hell. Whoa. Yeah, and the so, man was intense. Yeah, I mean, I'll say that there's some when we ascribe significance to our everyday life things like sometimes great things can happen they can inspire us they can motivate us but then sometimes it's fucking crippling yes and so he spent like every day praying for forgiveness for this Mm. he didn't care about like writing about how he wanted to kill all the jews or anything he didn't care about that but he cared about stepping (sighs) on some fucking twigs (laughs) he didn't spend 10 years agonizing over yeah come on Get, get it together. Get your priorities straight. Get your priorities straight, please. So this is an interesting one. Nikola Tesla. Hmm. He had, this one's obvious, but he had obsessions about numbers. Nice. Which is good. Which is, I'm glad. But he, to the point where it disturbed his lifestyle. Oh, that's not and, good. Uh, he had fears about contamination and possibly sex because he was never married or anything like that. Hmm. He, he I think he died a virgin. Interesting. I mean, now imagine. <clears throat> Never mind. I don't imagine it. Okay. Let's keep I going. I won't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so he had fears of uh, touching people and like, like just any type of incidental uh, contact or whatever. Right, we right. can't get inside his mind as far as that's concerned. Okay, I thought it was like touching people in an inappropriate way. It might have been, but we don't know why. Hmm. Just outwardly, he just didn't like touching people. Or it's just like, yo, keep your fucking microbiome over there. Could have been. Get it away from me. I, I don't know if they knew about that at this point. but Nikola Tesla probably did. Sure. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's why they speculate that he died alone and like because he didn't like being around people. He was sense. afraid of it. Um, so then I read a book called being me with OCD by Allie Dotson. Mm-hmm. She's an advocate for OCD and she does like conferences and stuff. And she wrote about her experience. So a little bit of background on her. She, um, she had all types of like taboo OCD. Mm-hmm. Like she was afraid that she was going to hurt kids. She was afraid. Um, that she, she's, she grew up religious. So she was afraid that she was gay. She mm-hmm. was afraid that she was going to harm people. She was afraid of, all sorts of things. 
Right, right. And so she detailed kind of her journey because most people don't get help with this and it takes them like up to 17 years. That's a long ass time. That's a lucky time. Yep. There are people that wait like 50 years because they're afraid of telling people. So this is why we're doing this episode is because there are people out there that are afraid to talk about this Mm -hmm. and then they live a diminished existence that they could have, you know, they had all these opportunities. So, right. Right. Um, so shout out to Allie. She's awesome. Um, bless you. You're doing the Lord's work. Yes. Or you're doing good people work. Good people work. Satan's work. That's another another (laughs) episode. That's another episode. And just kidding for all y'all religious people out there. Who's David Adams? (laughs) <laughs> That's a good question. Okay. So he is a journalist in the UK and he details how during the AIDS pandemic of the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. he was terrified that he had AIDS, but he had never had sex with somebody with AIDS. Hmm. And he, there was like, he was just terrified. Like he had these thoughts in his head, like, what if I have AIDS? So he spent like 10 to 12 years, um, afraid that he had AIDS. Yo. And so he would call over and over and over every single day to the AIDS hotline. And they started to notice it was him. I mean, if it happens every single day, you would know. It's the national UK hotline, though. So it's like a lot of calls. I give. How would... I don't give a fuck, bro. Okay. I, if someone calls every single day, I don't give a shit where it is. They're gonna they're gonna notice. Hey, there's he this try, person here. Case he in point. Tr- case in point. Okay. Let, just real quick. Let All me right. tell you why. Case in point. Okay. Used to freaking work freaking billing for AT and T like with sure. uh, Convergence. So we had someone who would call in every fucking day, like being an asshole, requesting all sorts of money, and we have. In the notes, we're like, yo, this customer calls every day. This customer is going to call tomorrow. Yeah. They're going to request. And so I'd imagine at some point during the national registry, they'd be like, yo, we have, again, national registry. With this person's phone number, we should have this person's file, right? If they're calling from this phone number. So this person's calling every fucking day, bro. That's rough. So part of the other part of the story is he would use antics to kind of be anonymous. So he'd call from different pay phones. Oh, okay. they started noticing. Okay. And then he'd do different accents from England and different voices. So he's and just still trolling. Started noticing. He's just trolling them at this point. Not trolling. He was trying to get reassurance that he didn't have AIDS. Why then go through so many different hoops, my man? Like why not just use the same number? They know who you're talking to. Like it, it's you. Well, you can write him a letter and ask him. I don't I know. I think I will, bro. Like for is he still alive? Yes, he's like young ish. Young ish. Okay, like bet. 30s. Bet I will legit like I will fucking write him a letter. Bro. Okay. Stop playing with me. Okay. So anyway, he spent like a decade, a decade and a half doing this. Mm. Um, can you imagine how COVID was for him? That would I mean, suck. Thinking up different accents, just been kind no, of fun a little bit. Like no, just like the whole process of worrying if you have COVID. Because oh sure, like I mean you could actually get it. Okay, you know? no, okay. You didn't say if that was his obsession, like his obsessive yeah. issue. Now, like I, I, I was still thinking, right? Like he's worried about AIDS during COVID, right? Like damn. Now I really got to be careful because you know we got to quarantine all that. Yeah. But if it was specifically COVID, COVID. during COVID, that would Sheesh. fucking suck. And I've known people like that. So yeah. Um, sure. So yeah, he did this um, for years, and it cost him a lot of peace of mind and relationships. Mm. So um, what can we do? 
So people, like I said, they take decades to seek any kind of help because it's embarrassing. They're afraid that if they admit to these things, they'll get their kids taken away or they'll lose their job. And let me, let me reiterate, these people are admitting to having scary, intrusive thoughts that their brain is telling them, hey, what if this negative, terrible, awful thing happens? They're not admitting to doing these things. They're saying, I'm fucking terrified because my brain is telling me this awful shit that's happening. Yes. And it's making me... So I just wanted to make that abundantly clear. People yeah. who are experiencing OCD and people who are experiencing psychosis many times are not the person that they're fearing. Exactly. Sorry, I just had to put that in Gospel there. truth right there. <laughs> to put the, the drop in your jewels. There you exactly. go. Exactly. And so... Basically, um, yeah, these people, they're not dangerous. Many times. Many times. They're, okay, their OCD usually doesn't make them dangerous. Sure. St- statistically. Sure. Right? Um, and so there's a therapist from Utah who he moved states, but he has a clinic now mm-hmm. where it's specifically just OCD, and he's trained like in how to treat it. Cool. Um, so his name's Nate Peterson. He's a licensed clinical social worker. Um, and he has some videos about taboo OCD on his, uh, Instagram. Hmm. So I watched some of them. Nice. Nice. And they're also on YouTube. So, uh, basically what he says is people with taboo OCD worry about things like all like the, the sexual predator stuff. Um, they have all those intrusive things that we talk about. Um, and then, they have an experience where a normal thought passes through their mind. And like we said, they, it gets stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what they do is they self isolate, they do the rituals and, and they avoid things. And then they shut down any social opportunities to avoid triggers. Okay. Yep. So okay. like if they're afraid of sexual thoughts, they'll avoid going outside. Okay. And that's, it's again. This is along the lines of the phobia thinking, right? It's it's yes, rational, it's very it's, similar. It, it makes sense, like the logic is there. But you know, then you don't have to have that extra added layer of okay, now that I'm with, you yeah. know, I'm in society and I'm in front of this person. But because of this, they'll they'll end up not going to work exactly and getting fired. Yeah. Um, and so it's more like agoraphobia too. Isn't it? It's so these phobias are very similar. They're so broad that they have to classify them differently just mm. because it's like documentation. Right, right, right. It's crazy. Got to make that money. Yeah. Um, and so they're very similar to phobias. Um, and then taboo OCD alone, just that aspect doesn't always make a, hardly ever makes a person dangerous. I'll say that because right. there's possibilities, you know? Yeah. Um, so like we said, they're the opposite of what they fear because mm. they're afraid of being that thing, you know, many times, many times. Not all the time, but many times. Um, And they're usually, you know, they're actually kind and giving or at least empathetic to people because of what they've gone through. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a lot of times they feel secret shame and rejection from people. Hmm. Because there's kind of like feeling of, oh, if you really knew what I was. Well, no, it's not even if you really knew what my thought process was like, dude. And that's, and I I see exactly where you're saying. Like, I'm not not trying to like minimize or anything like, but that's absolutely crucial key 100% because I I have the other day dude like I I almost I literally fucking cried during therapy okay that's good and I mean it was it was kind of a scary cry but I mean it was like that's like, good I felt therapy like, I felt like more along 
like not, not not necessarily like an OCD type thought, but I just like had a particular intrusive thought. And I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't malicious. It wasn't like super detrimental. It wasn't like I'm the worst person in the fucking world. But um, I was like, I, I felt like, damn, bro, like I understand or I see myself as some type of way. And I didn't, I don't want other people to see me the way that my negative brain sees me. That shit made me sad. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, moving on. I'm glad you, cl- you cried during therapy. I'm sure your therapist felt. I mean, he, it was over the phone. He didn't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> you had that moment to yourself then. That's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Making, making waves in the therapy world then. For sure. So the treatment for OCD, um, expo- exposure response prevention. So this involves creating like a therapeutically simulated experience to face fears. So like hmm. therapists are taught to do like the least amount of harm possible for treatment. Yes. And they, but they can't guarantee that they won't do harm. Right. As I mean, long as it's controlled. Right. That's like the, the social workers fucking ethics, bro. Like do the least amount of harm possible. Exactly. It's ethics for all of the health professions. Yes. So, but part of that is they can't guarantee that, They'll prevent all the pain. Absolutely. Like, um, processing is fucking hard. Yeah. And if, I will argue if you don't feel some sort of pain during therapy or some sort of motivation to change or whatever, you need to go back and yeah. do something you else. To, you need to reexamine. Yes, exactly. Um, so they create this environment where the person faces their fears in an ethical way. Mm-hmm. Like they can't have you watch porn. Of course. I mean, that'd be, be weird. There are people that are afraid that they've watched porn because they're religious. Oh, okay. So now, okay. So they can't just have you, so they have you sit with your fears, but they can't have you just like sit. Well, actually, I mean, I don't know if they, maybe they might be able to. Now that you say that, like, I mean, if it is exposure therapy, but I mean, okay, hold on. Okay. Let me just give me, give me a second. In the vein that someone is. Like they have whatever maladaptive behavior or whatever maladaptive thought towards sexuality or towards pornography or towards whatever. Like I can see perhaps a sex therapist like explaining like or analyzing, utilizing a particular video that can help this person understand what they're going through. Right. Like I'll just say it like that. Sure. Um, Yeah. And so that's why basically – I'm sure it's possible. Right. I won't, I don't know. It depends on the state and it depends on the rules there. In a conservative state like we live in, it's probably, it's not fucking happening here. But California, maybe. But anyway, so they do that and they sit with their fears and they don't necessarily have to have material. Like they can use their thoughts. They can sit with their thoughts, Mm -hmm. scary sexual thoughts or whatever. Sure, sure. And just sit there with them. And the point is to not do your compulsions or rituals and just sit through the thoughts until they kind of disappear. Yeah. yeah. So you're desensitizing yourself to them. And then after a while, like you move on to a different Mm -hmm. topic or you stop having OCD for a while. Mm -hmm. So it's very behavioral therapy based. Cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. It's very much like conditioning and stuff like that. So it sounds great. Yeah. I mean, it sounds great to the extent that, you know, one can definitely process their trauma and, you know, learn and develop from that. That That's what I think is great. Yeah. Not the issue, not the stress, not the OCD. I'll, that's I'll, not great. Yeah, I'll put it this way. 
I heard it said that OCD is like one of the most common things, but it's like the hardest to talk about, but the easiest to treat. Hmm. Based on how the results of how well ERP works. Right, right. You know. So. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like that for sure. Yo. Um. So if you or anyone you know needs help, then please fucking reach out. Yeah. Get therapy. Yeah. Um, if this sounds like you, like you're not alone, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's, I, so I'll give you a resource. The IOCDF is the international OCD federation or foundation, 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 not federation foundation. And it is a resource. They have like th- a list of therapists in each area. They have like resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, get help. You're not alone. Um, again, this, wasn't any type of therapy. Right. This isn't a rela- client relationship. This is just us sharing educational materials. Just us doing a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if this sounds like you, again, my man says, reach out, get these resources. If this does not sound like you, please understand that there are people who are right next to you, walking beside you, who are experiencing things like this. So let's be mindful of that. Let's not, like, let's not be fucking assholes to people. Yeah, bro. Don't, like, don't be assholes. Don't, don't rough. call them names. Just, don't be a dick for she's so yeah if y'all struggling get help reach out support each other if you can't do that keep to yourself uh we out here yeah <laughs> have a good one yeah bye bye